the horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you with us. We have Eric Ryder, our producer at the board. He's going to make sure we stay in our lane. And today we're going to be traveling to the venerable Queen Mary. Here's a story for you, the lead of it anyway. Dateline, Long Beach, California, as reported by the Associated Press and others. City officials in Long Beach have said they will spend two and a half million dollars to maintain the historic Queen Mary Ocean Liner for the next six months and plan out the repairs needed to reopen the tourist destination. The Long Beach City Council voted unanimously to enter into a $2 million temporary caretaker contract with the ship's current on-ship operator, Evolution Hospitality, for the next six months, with the possibility of a six-month extension, the Orange County Register reported. We also read this online at the site for U.S. News and World Report. So with that going on, of course, there's a backstory. And when you talk about the Queen Mary, that's quite a saga. We're going to get into all of that, go into a stateroom and unpack. We'll do that here on American Road Trip Talk with our guest, Nicole Strickland, right after these messages. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and alert drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert drops will stop it. What is alert drops? Alert drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. If you've given travel the green light, then hit the road to Bowling Green, Kentucky, the home of Corvette. From high-speed attractions like the National Corvette Museum and Beach Bend Park to outdoor favorites like Lost River Cave and Zipline or family-owned farms and wineries, Bowling Green is geared for fun. Just be sure not to try and fill up at the historic Standard Oil Station in the downtown district. Request your free guide and start planning today at visitbgky.com. Dr. Sanjay Gupta brings you health tips for a better life Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m. right here on KKNW. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Nicole Strickland, well known to listeners of American Road Trip Talk, The lady is known nationally and internationally for her documented research of the iconic RMS Queen Mary, currently stationed, moored in Long Beach, California, with her passion, knowledge, and unique ability to tell stories. Nicole is continually invited to speak at conferences, business events, and libraries. All three of her books about the Queen Mary continue to be popular sellers aboard the ship. 
And so once again, joining us on Trip Talk, Nicole Strickland. We're so happy to have you back, dear lady. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. And it's an honor for you to share with our listeners the saga of the Queen Mary. You can look way in the distant past. You look at present circumstances and you imagine the future. The Queen Mary has an amazing story that makes it unique and iconic. What has happened lately that that may well prove determinative of the Queen Mary's future? Well, I will say that the Queen Mary, since her inception, okay, so we go way back to Samuel Cunard's strong vision and beliefs in the future of steamships. He first envisioned that idea to build such a vessel back in 1831 when he watched a steamboat come into port in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So it goes way back to that. It goes back to her design concepts beginning in 1926 and then, all, of course, all the way to the present. And we can fill in as the, the show goes on. But But since her inception, the Queen Mary has been destined to have a legacy. She's been destined to have such a career on the seas that is unparalleled to any other ship ever. It's been her destiny to bridge the old world with the new and connect people from all walks of life. And she continues to do that even to this day, even in her retirement, she was brought into Long Beach on December 9th of 1967 and has been moored there ever since. Now, of course, with COVID-19 and the pandemic, that affected pretty much many businesses, all kinds of businesses. She's been uh, shut down. I should not shut down, but temporarily closed because of the pandemic for uh, a little bit over a year now. And so recently there have been, uh, there has been a lot of news regarding uh, her structural state, uh, engineering problems. The most recent I believe was originated by Fox News in LA, if I'm correct. And that was repopulated uh, by other news outlets saying that, oh, the Queen Mary is in imminent danger of capsizing. That, and again, I'm going to state, I forgot to to say this earlier, I am not an official spokesperson for the Queen Mary. I'm not employed by the ship. I'm connected to the ship through my own uh, voluntary, if you will, research uh, of the ship, historical and paranormal. And so I've been doing that, obviously, for many years, uh, you know, writing about the ship, speaking about the ship. But I am not an official spokesperson. With that said, though, I know a lot about the Queen Mary. And I will say that that imminent a threat that that was proposed of of her capsizing is not true. With that said, there are, she's an old ship. I mean, we're going on, if my math is correct, 86 to 87 year old ship. There are problems. There are repairs, urgent repairs that need to be made. As you stated earlier, uh, they just announced that uh, it's estimated that urgent repairs will be about 5 million, 2.5 to maintain the Queen Mary, like you said, for the next six months and plan out uh, the, the the more uh, urgent repairs that need, be, that need to be done. But nothing is threatening the ship to where it's going to capsize or anything right now. Of course, if things are left undone as the years go on, then of course, yes, the, the issues may become worse. But Primarily, there's a lot of hull corrosion, um, which is, and this is 
gleaned from talking with people and, and reading about what uh, maritime engineers have said. Uh, uh, her 2015 uh, maritime engineering survey that came out. Uh, so basically, it's hull corrosion caused by the neglect to remove and clean the steel surfaces, which allow water to come in. Uh, apparently, there's a patch cement area that was put in place, I believe, in 1968. And I guess divers discovered that that has started to break away from the hull. Uh, a lot of the water issue is not water that's necessarily coming in. It's condensation from a lot of the uh, the air conditioning units and, and, and uh, the, that type of equipment. Uh, corrosion of deck plates, uh, some rotting teak issues with rainwater damage, of course. The lifeboats um, are a course of a risk. They're a risk, uh, risk of collapsing, falling onto sun deck, um, some deck buckling and some main mass support issues. I'm not a maritime engineer. Uh, I'm not an engineer at all. So I don't really know about all that, but just this is stuff that I've, or information that I've gleaned from people that have that expertise and, and people that uh, have surveyed the ship in that capacity. So with that said, you know, with, with COVID, uh, you know, kind of getting in the middle of things and all of this, the news that came out last week, if I will, I think it was June 3rd, if I, I may have the dates wrong, but this is huge. For the first time in over 40 years, the city of Long Beach has retained full operational control of the ship since 1978 for the first time. So there are swift actions that are now taking place to restore the ship. They're starting to test the design work that needs to be done. They're surveying for the most recent urgent repairs, which are uh, include bulkhead repairs, lifeboat removal, uh, installation of an emergency generator, temporary bilge pumps, and water intrusion warning systems. Again, like I mentioned, I think a lot of this is estimated at $5 million. But this is such a huge step and for the Queen Mary and, and for it pretty much opens a new chapter for her in her golden years. This ship is designed to live. Her legacy is going to continue. You know, legacies are never to be silenced. They're not to be locked away in a diary. And she has a lot more to share. So I'm, I cannot be more happy for this news. So $5 million in spit and polish and she'll be good as new. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. I, yeah. I mean, and she's for as old as she is. I mean, it, people like to, uh, almost make things worse than they are. Of course, I'm not denying that there are issues and that there are repairs that need to be done, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, she's, you know, she's standing her ground, I should say. So, and that's very much in the spirit in more ways than one of the Queen Mary, because there is such a, a historical presence yes. of Queen Mary on the high seas and now moored in Long Beach and, and under after 42 years under the control once again of the city, which is news to a lot of people. They just don't know the inside story of that. Right. We're talking about the Queen Mary, a venerable vessel that has withstood so much. Is it true to use one example, a spectacular one, I read somewhere, maybe it was in one of your books, Nicole, that Adolf Hitler actually put a bounty on the Queen Mary during the war. It was a troop ship and Hitler wanted that sucker sunk. That is absolutely true. So he, I mean, the Queen Mary was such a target for uh, Nazi Germany and U-boats. And yeah, he offered any uh, submarine skipper $250,000 and the Iron Cross with oak leaves uh, reward uh, if they could sink the ship. Of course, that never happened. Uh, she never even, I mean, when I'm 
trying to go with here is that she never fired and with the exception of uh, drills and, 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 and that sort of thing on deck, but she was, she never fired actually at the enemy and the enemy never fired back, but there were so many challenges and almost, and I'm going to personify her here near death experiences that she came close to, but of course prevailed. One of my famous or not my famous, but the famous quotes that I like, and it's from uh, prime minister, Sir Winston Churchill. And he said this, he said, built for the arts of peace to link the old world with the new, the Queens challenged the fury of Hitlerism in the battle of the Atlantic without their aid. The day of final victory must have unquestionably been postponed. So the queen Mary, along with her sister ship, sister liner, the queen Elizabeth helped save numerous lives of men, women, and children, and definitely decreased the length of World War II by about a year, if not more. So, you know, uh, just, oh my gosh, I mean, I can go on and on and on. I mean, there's so many near death uh, experiences. I mean, for example here, I mean, her sea trial days, she ran aground two times. It was said that uh, if she was stuck on land for about 20 minutes or so, the water would have receded, which would have prevented her from coming off land. She could have uh, suffered fractures. October 1936, there were, I believe, 13 people that were hurt during a severe storm, a gale from Southampton to Cherbourg, 60-mile gale that lasted four hours. Uh, that could have uh, caused a damage, but luckily uh, everything was okay. Uh, British intelligence worked during the war. Now I'm speaking World War II. British intelligence worked around the clock to protect the Queen Mary. And it was interesting, while in Port and Pier 90 at uh, New York City, Nazi intelligence had planned to set her on fire, or blow her up. Of course, that never happened. So she was a constant target for Hitler and U-boats. Uh, and in fact, interestingly, and this, my friend Tom Varney, who, like me, is a Queen Mary enthusiast and a ship historian, uh, he actually builds models as well. He's built a model of the Queen Elizabeth and, and Queen Mary, so very knowledgeable about the about maritime history as well. He told me about... Um, one of the unsung heroes of the Queen Mary is a woman named Elizabeth Smith Friedman, who was a very gifted code breaker in both world wars, World War I and World War II. And she was instrumental in saving the Queen Mary on March 8th, 1942. Apparently, an Italian spy ring in South America had obtained a copy of the Queen Mary's sailing schedule, and it was secretly radioed to German submarines uh, with intelligence that the Queen Mary was anchored in Rio de Janeiro. So that message was intercepted by Allied intent, uh, intelligence. And then Captain Bissett was told to refuel, refuel quickly and leave port as soon as possible. So the Queen Mary literally escaped in the nick of time. And so an oil tanker that left Rio at the same time the Queen Mary was supposed to be there was torpedoed a few miles out to sea. So she was saved in the nick of time by this a gifted uh, decoder named Elizabeth Smith Friedman. Let's see going on. I mean, other things occurred during the war. When she was racing on to South Africa in March of 1942, a big fire erupted on B deck right below the bridges or the ship's bridge. She was about 1,500 miles offshore and unescorted at the time. This two hour fire was ignited by a fault in the electrical insulation. This could have spread rapidly but luckily everyone did their duties correctly and no one had to abandon ship uh the curacao incident that's probably her most well-known uh incident and that involves one of her british 
World War I escort ships, the HMS Curacao. So on October 2nd, 1942, about 2.14 p.m., the Queen Mary was on a zigzag number eight course. So she had to zigzag in these motions to try to avoid U-boats. She was delivering 10,000 American troops of the 28th Infantry Division and a total crew of 850 plus off the coast of Donegal, Ireland, prior to sailing to the Clyde estuary to pick up her World War I escort ship, the Curacao. So what happened is the Queen Mary sliced in half the Curacao. It was later deemed that it was two-thirds the Curacao's fault and one-third the Queen Mary. But because of strict Navy orders, the ship, the larger ship, could not stop and rescue the surviving men on the Curacao. And sadly, many of them, most of them did perish. So that's probably one of her... Uh, the probably the most famous incident that people know about during her World War One or excuse me, World War Two years. I mean, there's so many other there incidents, but it's like what I'm going where I'm going with this is that and this is my opinion that I believe that the Queen Mary since her inception, since her building, there's some sort of almost this may sound weird, but spiritual almost protection. Something's protecting the ship. And it's like I said, it's her legacy to carry on and continue on with her legacy and 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 bring people together. And that's exactly what she's been doing all these years. So I just rambled on for like 10 no, minutes. I but love it. I love <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many other examples I could give, but, you know, time permitting. But as I was hearing it, it's just talk, Nicole, I was thinking, unlike the Titanic, the Queen Mary seems to have been born, as it were, under a favorable, blessed star. Yeah, absolutely. There's so absolutely. much that could have happened or started to happen or happened in a way that did not reach its its ugly fruition. Things just didn't happen that could have completely erased the Queen Mary. Oh, exactly. That's exactly it. I mean, there were so many. It's it, She came so close on so many occasions to, you know, coming into these near death disasters and prevailed every single one of them. I mean, she came out of the depression. I mean, her, her, uh, her building was halted due to the depression and the gov- the British government intervened and, and to provide assistance to continue on with the building of her. That's when her company, the Cunard had to merge with the white star. So she no. came out of the depression. So out of the depression. And in that era, I'm not sure exactly when art deco began. I'm not an art historian by any stretch there. But I do understand that uh, for years, the Queen Mary was known as it was a nickname, the ship of woods. And you mentioned rotting peak. There was an interior design that made it unique as well. Yes. I mean, Art Deco, I mean, a lot of her, I mean, many famous artists, many famous Art Deco designers uh, were called upon to provide their expertise in the interior design of the ship. So when you go on board, you can still see a lot of these Art Deco pieces from murals to uh, designs to uh, glasswork designs. There were, speaking of wood, she was actually her nickname, the Ship of Beautiful Woods, actually. 56 different varieties of woods from all over the world were used for her interior appointments. And so that's that's pretty impressive to me. Just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ship, beautiful ship. From from beauty, yes, to utter necessity and the utility thereof. 
There was an era in wartime when the Queen Mary had to be, I don't know if it was so much uh, reconfigured, but certainly redesigned to fit the, the exigent circumstances of World War II. And then the nickname became, well, was it the, the Grey Ghost? Yes, yes. Yeah, she had to camouflage her colors, obviously, as a way to camouflage her from the enemy. So, yeah, she became known as the Grey Ghost. But, I mean, there were so many different circumstances and occasions when many parts throughout her 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 decks had to be requisitioned for world war ii and even during the war to a lot for an increase in troop capacity things had to be rearranged and changed uh after the war she carried uh she repatriated servicemen of course she carried about twenty-two thousand approximate war brides Okay, so there had to be uh, rearranging for that, uh, as well as getting her back into a peacetime ocean liner status. She had to then be rearranged back into that. So a lot of her uh, very expensive and important uh, uh, furniture and and art deco pieces and uh, and items of that nature had to be stored in these warehouses. So uh, not just requisitioning for World War II, but getting her back to her original state. So every, like all of this was done so meticulously. I mean, it's just, it's, her history is so, so iconic and, and, and so unparalleled to any other liner. I don't mean to put her on a pedestal, but it's just everything that she's she's gone through is just unlike that of, of any other ship. And that's what makes her so special. And some people don't. Yes, exactly. And people some people don't realize that, you know, I've been on board in Long Beach and I don't expect everyone to to love history. I don't expect everyone to to be a maritime historian or a Queen Mary historian like myself. But I do see people on board that are just oblivious to the history of this liner. And it just, in a way, it's sad. It saddens me, but then I almost want to laugh at it too. I mean, there was one occasion when this, I was on sun deck, I was on port side. And again, I've never worked for the ship. I'm considered a vendor with my books, but I've, I've never worked on board. I've never been an employee of the Queen Mary, but I was there with some friends one day and this uh, uh, individual flicked off a partially lit cigarette from an upper deck, I believe a sports deck area. And it kind of landed right in front of me. And I, I mean, again, I'm not, I wasn't an employee, but I looked up and I said, don't ever do that again. I think he thought I worked for the ship, but it's, you know, it's just that that's the sort of thing you see people leaving beer bottles around and it's like, oh, and it just drives me nuts. On that day, the ship was under the Strickland protectorate. (laughs) Totally. I just happened to be right where the cigarette butt landed. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you do that. While we have a few minutes, Nicole, please tell our listeners, once the ship reopens, welcoming all those visitors, pent up demand, as they say, what sorts of events are planned and which exhibits are already set up? And are there any special exhibits coming? You know what? Not to my know, I'm not sure exactly what new exhibits are going to be coming. I know that they want to uh, finish or not finish, but start and finish, I should say, a lot of the repairs to my knowledge before opening up the ship. That's what I've gleaned from reading the articles. But uh, it's going to you know, resume like it was prior to COVID uh, with it having its open active hotel, uh, different historical 
historical and paranormal tours, uh, different sorts of events, private events. Uh, people have weddings on board. People have anniversary parties on board. The Winston Churchill exhibit, um, I believe, is uh, still there. It's been a while since I've been down there. I'm not sure if they're going to be planning any sort of special reopening ceremony, uh, you know, post COVID. I'm not sure of that. I hope they do. Yeah, I do. I hope they do too. Actually a group, uh, the clan Mary gathering group, which is a group of very close friends of mine. Uh, we use, we gather on the ship of course, and, and during anniversaries and that sort of thing and special dates, we were supposed to be, uh, in May last month on board a few days for the 85th maiden voyage anniversary. But of course that didn't happen. So I hope that they, I hope that they plan some special, uh, reopening, uh, ceremony that would be awesome thank you so much for sharing all of this nicole let's throw a little love at you three books you have and maybe not everybody's going to make it to the queen mary to buy it on board what are those books and i'm sure you can get them on amazon yeah and wherever books are sold online amazon of course the queen mary so the first one is the haunted queen of the seas the living legend of the rms queen mary the second one, which is a sister book to that, is Spirited Queen Mary, Her Haunted Legend. And then completely non-paranormal, purely historical, my third one is RMS Queen Mary, Voices from Her Voyages, where I interview a lot of former crew, passengers, World War II veterans, and war brides. So all joys to write. Thank you so much, Nicole. Your passion comes through and it's it's richly rewarded by all of the accolades you receive and not just the sale of the books, but the awareness that you spread in terms of this wonderful legacy, which actually continues. And we thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor. And we'll find something else for you to talk about soon. You're a regular contributor, Nicole. We're glad about that too. Thanks so me much. Me too. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.